Hi, I'm Lippy. And I'm Grumpy. Together we're Lippy and Grumpy Do Podcasting. In this episode, it's my birthday and some other stuff. Now, Lippy, I know it's your birthday week, but we've got some other stuff. No, no, no. He's got to wait. He's got to wait. We've got other stuff to get through. Well, quite, yes. Let's do it quick then. Come on. Well, we'll do it to our best. Lots to be said. Lots to be said. So last week we looked at caterpillar cakes yes. and the legal battle between Marks and Spencers and Audi. Mm. Now you said, I think at the end, that Marks and Spencers didn't have much reproach after Audi's donating their profits to charity. However... They have now. Y- yeah, looks like they've responded so in the awkward. worst possible way. <laughs> there were, I saw so many people replying to that tweet going... I wasn't backing Audi, but now I am. It reminds me a little bit of the episode of Friends where Ross's aunt keeps kissing him on the lips. Yes. And he's saying, not on the lips, not on the lips. (laughs) Yeah. But interestingly, it looks like other people are jumping on the bandwagon as well, Mm. which had a test of the best caterpillar case. I saw that. It was an Audi. It wasn't M&S either. It wasn't Spencer's, no. That can't be good for advertising, can it? That which have said that your caterpillar cake isn't the best one. So you would expect Aldi's Marks and Spencer's. To be number one. You would, but so often the case it's not. It's the same with mince pies at Christmas. Mm. Yes. Christmas puddings and things like that. Quite often it's the cheaper brands that are better. So anyway, we'll put a link to that on our website. There was also a market stall man that that was selling knockoff caterpillar cakes. Quite blatantly as well. Yeah. I believe they were called the counterfeit- Colin the Counterfeiter or yeah. something along those lines. Yes, it was in Barnsley, Barnsley Market oh, that's Store. Very funny. Yeah, very funny indeed. Um, and absolutely bang on, apart from the fact he put an apostrophe in Collins. But aside from that, and a snip at one ninety nine each. So if you're in the Barnsley area, That's not you can bad, stock up on caterpillar cakes. Mm. I mean, I would. If I walked past that store, I would 100% buy a caterpillar cake. Yes, absolutely. You'd have to, wouldn't you? It's just Mind you, some of them look day. a bit odd in the photo. They look like they've been assembled in a bit of a rush. Yeah. <laughs> Last minute decision. <laughs> Last minute decision, yes, indeed. I suspect the caterpillar cake saga will rumble on for a bit longer. Almost likely. I don't think we're at the end of it no. yet. So we'll see what happens. So at the end of last week, we had a bit of a discussion about magnolia and what colour that was. Yeah. And I thought it was yellow. It's not yellow. But I, it, well, it, it is yellow. Well, it's not mm. yellow. It's magnolia colour. But also, you're dead right, it can be some sort of pinky colour as well. Say that again, sorry. What was that? I'm... I'm... You're right. <laughs> uh, yes, I am. Well, we're both right. And then some of them seem to be both colours as well, so that's... I still don't think it's yellow, though, is it? It's not the same colour as the paint. It's more of, like, an off-white. Yeah, I I agree with that. Yes, it's more like a vanilla ice cream than... Yes. ...than vanilla with a touch of banana. Oh, I love a vanilla ice cream. Yeah, I do too. Always have. Interestingly, when do you think Magnolia coloured paint dates back to? Is it like first made or first became popular? Well, first noted reference to it. Mm, 85? What, 1985? Yeah. No, you're nearly 100 years out. It was in fact 2nd of April, 1880. Crazy, 1880. 
1880. Due to the wonders Oh, no, sorry. Of the I internet. meant 80, 1885. No, you didn't. No, you didn't. <laughs> Due to the wonders of the internet, the Thomaston Express is available online. And on the front page of the Friday morning edition, when we used mm. to have uh, two editions a day, it says Magnolia White is the name of a new tint of cream colour. Magnolia White is a new cream colour. <laughs> A new, hint, a new tint, rather. A, a new tint. tint. So, new tint of cream colour. So, it's been around for a very, mm-hmm. very long time. And it is cream colour, not pink. Says so mm. in 1880. And they were right. They are right. But they're not right to call it Magnolia, oh, in my eyes. Dear. Well, you'll, you'll learn. <laughs> now, some weeks ago, we were given the option of applying for postal voting. Oh, are you? Because we've got some elections coming up in next week, I think. Mm. In the May. And I thought, oh, that's a good idea, because it means you haven't got to go and queue up and mess around and and what have you. So, well, yes, we'll apply for that. So this last week, the uh, postal vote turned up, and in the envelope were two envelopes, marked A and B, Mm -hmm. one piece of paper with two perforated ballot sheets, one for the police commissioner, one for the county councillor. The the middle bit of this was the return address, and there were some instructions. Now, the instructions were very comprehensive. Yeah. But not very well laid out, I have oh, to say. No. Because you look at them and instantly you get brain overload. <laughs> Your head's go, And it looked a little bit like the instructions for flat pack furniture from a well-known Swedish store, which is amazing um, to say. Lots of pictures, and but not in the right order. Well, there was well, lots kind of, of words, are, but actually. Not. Yeah, yeah. Yes, it was in a bit of a bizarre order. So anyway, so I filled it out and I did what I thought correct. I put the ballot papers in the ballot envelope mm. and then somehow I, man- I managed to get the address sheet in there as well, sealed it all up, put it in the other envelope, sealed that up, looked at it and went, and oh, you can't see the address. <laughs> so I had another look at the, the instructions. Oh no, the address one doesn't go in the ballot envelope, it goes at the, no. in the other one. So anyway, so I managed to peel them open because I don't just shut them. Oh, and but the now best. they're going to look tampered. They, that's exactly my thoughts. So I don't know whether whether They'll my vote will count or not. Well, they should do because I've not messed the ballot sheet. Yeah, okay, yeah, I guess they haven't been like... So, so well, they no, look but like people could have been... just taken a ballot sheet out and put another one back in. No, because they're all numbered. Oh, okay. Yes, which is an interesting thing when you think that votes are supposed to be anonymous in the UK. They're not, because they're all traced back to ballot sheets and mm. numbers and what have you. So, yes. Anyway, so I so I informed Wife of Grumpy of my catastrophic mistake and yes. urged the dot to do the same thing. Mm-hmm. And she didn't do the same thing. She did something completely different. <laughs> but still Managed not to get, right. <laughs> still not right. Managed to get the ballot papers in... The, on, the ballot paper envelope and put that in there, but then put the address card behind the ballot envelope. So all you could see through there was the ballot envelope. <laughs> so that wasn't going anywhere. So that no. had to be peeled open. Mm. Yeah. So then there was some confusion about whether that was the right one or not. But so, yes. So we got there in the end. I think third time lucky. Third time lucky. I might just go and vote at a voting station. uh, In hindsight, it would have been a lot easier, but job done now and don't have to go queue up with lots of coughing people in masks. True. So I think it was last week that it all came to an end because it was all over my Facebook. 
But a couple of months ago, someone called Josh decided to make a Facebook group chat with every other person called Josh that he could find on on Facebook in the UK and basically suggested they had a fight to see who the best Josh was and that the best Josh would be count the winner would be crowned King Josh. So this this was a physical fight, not a war of words. Yeah, this was a physical fight. So they all were going to meet up in a field and have a physical fight, but a quite not a serious fight, not actually like punching people in the face. I what, like just sort of pushing and shoving. Yeah, well, from the what I could tell from the pictures and the article, they all had um, swimming noodles. You know the foam. Oh, yes, yes. Yeah, so they had those. And there was one guy dressed up like Luke Skywalker. (laughs) There's always one. Yeah. Um, So they were fighting with those. So it was quite lighthearted. It wasn't like serious fighting. But so many Joshes turned up to this Josh fight. And I'm not too sure how you you got out or you won the fight. But the winner was a nine-year-old boy. So he was crowned King Josh. He had a Burger King crown on and so that someone had made up a belt, a golden belt, and they were raising him in the air, chanting. Fantastic. <laughs> it just honestly looked like, I wish I had known about it to go and watch because it looked absolutely hysterical. That would have been quite funny. Yeah, but very lighthearted. It looked like a very good, fun Josh fight. Joshing. Joshing, yeah. Good joshing. Good joshing. Reminds me a little bit of Dave Gorman, uh, before he was as famous as he is, wrote a book on finding other Dave Gormans. Mm. And he went all over the world doing this. And he press gang his mates into driving here, there and everywhere to go and mate. Go mate, go meet Meet. other Dave Gormans, not mate with them. No, meet them. Yeah. Uh, An incredible story. And he wrote a very entertaining and successful book from it. Mm. Um, launched a you know, TV career. So, yes, maybe nine-year-old Josh will do the same. Maybe. King Josh will be a famous King Josh one day. Now, as ever, we had a missive, I'm going to use that word again, from Davros. Missive. <laughs> who also shares the same birthday week. He does. I didn't know yes. that until we saw that email. No. no it's I, my birthday I, week, but he can, he well, can share. He has 40% first. of it. <laughs> Anyway, so he says he's taking a week off next week. Mm. So there'll be no Davros missive next week. But no. listener, if you would like to write in to us, we're always uh, open for suggestions and critiques. Definitely. We may ignore them, but yeah. we'll definitely read them. We might just laugh uh, in your face, but... <laughs> no, we wouldn't do that. We, no, we, no, we wouldn't laugh in your face. We'd laugh behind your face. Oh, yes. Um, podcast at lippyandgrumpy.uk will do the trick. Every time she calls me. You're on the podcast. Oh, sorry. I'll hang up. I've answered live on on podcast news. Oh, no. Okay. Sorry. Bye. 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 Oh, no. (laughs) So, Davros was very impressed with Audi's social media response to Marks and Spencer's mm. over the Caterpillar. He said far more effective than Davros's way, which would be to put chocolate finish on the back end of the cake, which I guess would just make it a little bit different rather yeah. than yeah. fighting. He then makes a, um, I think it's a Game of Thrones reference, but as I've never seen that, I have no idea what he's going on about. So we'll ignore that. 
He also gives us top marks for solving the Doctor Who riddle. And would you like more? Yes, please. Oh, I love a riddle. Can they be a mixture, though? Because I personally won't get many of the Doctor Who riddles. No, well, I didn't. I had to, I had to look it up. That's cheating. So that's, not really. <laughs> Joking. Anyway, he, he then talks about Line of Duty, which is something I want to talk about as well, because it is the highlight of my week at the moment, apart from recording this podcast. Obviously. And obviously of next week, because it was my birthday. Well, it's also the last line of duty as well, which is somewhat more important. What night is it on? Sunday. That's all right, as long as it's not on my birthday. Anyway, this week's line of duty had the best line possibly in the history of television ever by Ted Hastings. Oh, Jesus, Mary, Joseph and the wee donkey. (laughs) (laughs) Which was just so unexpected. Is he Scottish as well? No, he's Irish. Oh, okay. Irish. That's why it's the wee. <laughs> yes, wee donkey. Yeah, very, very funny. Um, and that, that's done the rounds on social media quite substantially this, this week. It's not surprising. I do have to take issue with the driving scene, though, where they appear to execute a J-turn in a Master MX-5 using the handbrake. That's not how you do J-turns. Um, don't use the handbrake. So don't, don't try that one at home. Don't try that one. <laughs> I'll ask Chris so you can see if he wants to try and give one a go. Yes, well, don't use the handbrake. Well, in the movies, they have a, the ability to lock the front brakes mm. independently of the back ones, which is why they work so well in the movies. But yes. when you try it in the four-quarter shell petrol station, you end up demolishing the flowers. <laughs> Not that I've tried. Anyway, Davros talking about Line of Duty and... He seems to think, as a lot of other people do, that Carmichael, slightly annoying superintendent, is actually the H character that they've Ooh. been hunting for for about six series. Yeah. So that's possible, possible, that's... but I think it's a little bit too obvious, to be honest. There, there is a very good saying: it's not, it's not the person that you most suspect, or the person that you least suspect. It's the person you middle suspect is the person. Yes, that is. possibly. Yeah. They they used to be set formulas. So Midsummer Murders, the murderer. Loved would be that show. In the, yeah, but in the third segment, the murderer would be introduced. Mm. So you wouldn't see them in the first two bits. The third part, they would appear. And Morse, which I thoroughly enjoyed watching. That's a good one too. Yeah, a really good one. You had no idea. Even when they revealed the murder, you go, what? What? Who's that? (laughs) I don't remember seeing them. (laughs) (laughs) Where did they come from? So that was a little bit left field. Mm. Davros's prediction is that there'll be some sort of gunfight between Carmichael and Double Tap Kate, as he called her. Yes, Super Ted retires as Steve Arnott suspended. Oh. So we'll, we'll review next week. Yes. See, see I've, I've read a very funny article about... Because um, it's the two male detectives, isn't it? And then the female one. Or the ma- the police person that's in the meme. So, you read something very funny, but you have no idea what the characters are. I don't know who they are, but it was really funny. <laughs> so it was basically saying how she, in every single poster or preview picture of line of duty always has her arms crossed because the other two take the other 
other poses first. So one of them will either go straight oh. and put his hands in his pockets or like lean on something. So the only other pose left for her is to cross her arms to the point where there's one of them sat around a um, the interview table and she's got her arms crossed on the table. Oh, I see. Oh, what, in the interview room rather than yes. just standing for promotional pictures? Yeah. I hadn't spotted that. I'll, um, I'll watch that because there's bound to be a massive interview scene in the last one. Oh, yeah. I mean, it was quite a big one in, in last week's one, which apparently was nearly half the programme, which Ooh. was astonishing. But that's always a set piece of the writer is the interview scenes. Mm. So uh, anyway, we, we wait for that with... Um, somewhat bated yes. breath i'll tell you what other show has a great interview scene brooklyn 99 there's yes. one episode with an orthodontist who they bring in because he they think he's killed um someone he works with and they're trying to prove it and that is basically the whole episode is just them interviewing him and it's oh. such a good episode oh, trying to, to figure out how to get out. him to confess I'll have to look that one up. Watch it and then tell me what you think. Excellent. And of course, interviews are part of our favourite TV series, which is on soon, The Apprentice. Yes! Love the interview stage because... Because most of them have absolutely no clue what they're saying. Well, no clue, but also they've got to check a parcel. They've just written utter nonsense. In their business plans. Business plans or CVs or whatever it is that they use to get on the Mm programme. Change from year to year. So that's cringingly watchable. It's like watching an accident, quite frankly, Mm. from a distance. Anyway. Is it birthday time? I think it's birthday time. So my birthday's on Monday the 3rd of May. And I like to have a birthday week and a half. <laughs> it's more than that. It's more. I'm definitely one of those people that turns back into a child when it's my birthday. I get so stupidly excited. And I definitely won't sleep on Sunday night. I'll be awake quite late because I'll be really excited. But just to give a bit of context for listeners, that Charlotte's birthday, your elder sister, is yes. on the 31st of January. Mm-hmm. On the 1st of February, you start talking about your birthday and it doesn't stop until the third i just get so excited i wonder when that will go away because like obviously i'm going to reach a point where i don't really want to get any older well i reached that point several years ago so it's Mm. not not far off so i'm going to be a quarter of a century halfway to 50 and closer (laughs) to 30 than i am to 20 that's very true that is kind of scary actually Yes, best not think about it. Yeah. Do you know who you share your birthday with? I Obviously actually, not the same year. Oh, I don't know. Well, William Shakespeare. Oh! Who was born and died on the same day. Obviously not the same year, but the oh, same yeah. day. Which I think is... I can't work out whether that would be a bit of a bummer or whether that's quite neat. I feel like it ties it up very nicely. But it sort of doesn't really because you've gone a year and a day... Oh, yeah, no, that would annoy me. See what I mean? Yeah, no, (laughs) that isn't good, actually. But also, there's a whole load of singers and musicians. So Bing Crosby, probably you've never heard of any of these. James Brown. Nope. Pete Seeger. Nope. Frankie Valli. Nope. Mary Hopkin. Nope. Hopeless. (laughs) Utterly hopeless. Anyone else interesting? Um, Strangely... 
it seems to be all singers you've never heard of, and Mr. Shakespeare. There's got to be someone that I know. Oh, yes, there is. Rob Brydon. Rob Brydon? Yes. Who's that? Oh, have Do you I... seen her? Would I Lie to You? Yes. Yeah, he's the compare. Oh, I like him. He's funny. Yes. Yeah, I like Rob Brydon. He once did Ken Bruce's Radio 2 programme impersonating Ken Bruce <laughs> and nobody spotted it. <laughs> that's, that's well impressive, actually. He's, yeah, he's very good with the voices. If you get the opportunity to watch The Trip with Steve Coogan, yeah, he, he's very good. And they he play, or they both play sort of amplified versions of themselves, as it were. And they, there is a bit of a, there's one scene where there's a bit of a James Bond off. They're all doing different James Bond impressions, James mm. Bond actor impressions. It's quite good. Uh, Sandy Togsvig. Oh, no, I do. She's also a comedian, isn't she? Yes. And uh, she... Did British Bake Off, hasn't QI. she? Yes, she did. Yeah, yeah. didn't she? Yes. The new... Yeah, 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 of course I know. She's she's funny, too. Oh, it must just be yeah. hilarious people are born on the 3rd of May. Oh, another superb musician, Christopher Cross. Not sure I know who that is. No. You might have heard some of his records, though. These all seem to be very old people, though. There's no one... Well, that's because the new people aren't so famous. They could still be slightly famous. Yeah, but I possibly wouldn't have heard of them. Oh. oh there must there may be loads of people on here that are of some fame that I've not heard of. Poppy Delavine? No idea. Oh, I do know who that Cara is. Cara Delavine's sister. Oh, I don't know who that is. She's she's she a model. In... Poppy Delavine's in Kingsman. Yes. The second and, one. Oh, what's the other Riviera, I believe. I haven't seen Riviera, so I wouldn't know. Yeah, it's very good. Yeah. She didn't appear on my list. My list must be of very famous people. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't say she was that famous, to be honest. Like, I don't think she is known massively. Well, I, William Shakespeare is quite a cool person to share a birthday with. It is. It is. Do you know who I share a birthday with? Who? Barry Manilow. <laughs> See, I, I, he's a singer as well, right? He's He is a singer. Yeah, I do. I thought yeah. I recognised the name. I do know who I that is. Yes, he may have had one facelift too many as well. Mm. So there used to be this theory about how many people you could have in a lift before two people had the same birthday. And it's quite a small number, and I think I think the number's a little bit of an urban myth. But if you had 75 people in a room, there's a 99.9% chance of at least two people having, having the, same. the same birthday. Interesting. Obviously not same year again. Just yeah, same, same day. Same date. And this thing is called the birthday paradox because it defies belief, quite frankly. Yeah, that doesn't make sense that only 75 people and two can share a birthday. Yes, you'd think it would have to be 360. At least, yeah. Yeah, to be. And in fact, only 23 people, there's a 50-50 chance of two people having the same birthday, which is, you know, ridiculously small. That is, isn't it? Small odds, really. Yeah. I'm not sure I believe that. (laughs) Uh, well, it's true, and there are lots and lots of very difficult equations to work it out. So, if you if you want to study those, no, I'm good, thanks. <laughs> yeah, uh, I thought I thought you would. So, we'll post a link to it if you're <laughs> you don't like Lippy, you don't believe the scientists, the eggheads, then uh, go and check it out. But uh, yes, yeah, very very small amount, but there's some freaky maths in that. Being May the 3rd, that makes me a Taurus. Well, in a China shop. No. It also, because I'm 1996, I'm also the year of the rat. 
So uh, I'm stubborn yep. and intelligent. Well, what else is not A very good friend of mine has a degree in astrophysics. Mm. And one of my favourite pastimes is commenting that he has a degree in astrology. <laughs> that would really, really wind him Really annoyed with that one. They're very different things. <laughs> they are, yes, indeed. Mm. One's and a bit mumbo jumbo y. Well, yeah, but Russell Grant's done well from it. True. So I keep pointing out. But he's a very eccentric human being. Yes, he is. Mm. Yes, that's very true. Very flamboyant. Circling back to birthday cake. Yes. When do you think the first birthday cakes appeared? Like the 1700s? Oh, no, it's a long, long time before that. What? Apparently it's the ancient Greeks started it. No way! Yep, and they, they offered moon-shaped cakes as a form of a tribute to the lunar goddess Artemis. And the Romans carried it on, so they would celebrate birthdays, but only if you were a man. Oh, obviously. Christians then thought birthdays were a pagan ritual. And then yeah, them anyway, <laughs> that sounds about right. <laughs> and then the Germans in the 18th century came up with the idea of the birthday cake as we know it. Ah. That time, the ingredients were quite expensive. Mm. Only so rich people had birthday only cakes. Only rich people would have them. But the Industrial Revolution which was 1760 to 1820, which is one of my favourite periods in time because so there was so much advancement. We tend to think of things improving dramatically now, mm. but we're improving stuff that we already know. But if you go back to that, that period so of time... So many innovative Absolutely. Um, just some, well, earth-shattering inventions mm. and discoveries over that period. And we're, we're going to do a couple of specials. Yes, um, we are. The holiday period. And I'd like to do something like that. So something I like learning about the industrial. Is that when the Peaky Blinders is based on? I think that's a bit later. That is, isn't it? That's not industrial. That's And, and there's some cracking museums. There's one in Telford, um, which uh, blists Hill. I like to learn. Is. I would not like to go to a museum. <laughs> Why not? Well, the, you get a day out and... You learn. What, how was there not to like that? Lippy and Grumpy's day of fun. <laughs> yeah, okay. Moving on. Moving on. <laughs> but did you know, I no, I don't know how many people know this, but you're meant to keep the top tier of your wedding cake as a christening cake. Yes. Well, for your first ball. Yes, yeah. we did that. Yeah, so we chiselled off the that. icing and then, yeah. Well, you wouldn't know you weren't born then. That's, and it was actually Charlotte's christening cake. Yeah, yeah. That's crazy. I didn't know people still did it. I knew it was a thing. Whether they still do it, but that's you know that's a good few years. People ago. don't do it anymore, mainly because people don't have kids that quickly after getting married anymore. Whereas um, in the olden days, you'd get married and then days. well, I'm talking like older, like many years ago, that you would then you would get married and then you would have a kid pretty much like nine months after well yes there's lots of reasons for that but also people are getting married later in life and then you know your biological clocks Mm. and quite frankly your patients are running out and also no one has fruit cake as a wedding cake anymore because it's disgusting oh it's not disgusting it is one of the best things (laughs) ever so awful nobody likes fruit cake because they don't have it and you can't keep any other cake that long that is not true i like fruit cake but there has to be something wrong with it that you could keep it for that amount of time well not really and it still be okay 
it's fine. We kept a Christmas pudding for a year once. That's the same thing, though. There's something wrong with yeah, it no. if you can keep it for that long and it doesn't go off. Anyway, we're digressing somewhat. So presents, an important part of birthdays yes. for some reason. What's on your list? I actually haven't really made a list this year. I'd like to go on holiday somewhere. I'd quite well, like, like, or that. like a little trip away would be a really nice birthday present. Like, even if it's just down to the coast in the hotel, maybe a spa weekend, that would be nice. Something just escape a little bit. What about um, a trip to a small workshop in Rudgwick? No, thank you. Unless you turn it into a spa, and then maybe there's a brewery there, so. Well, there is, and it is open on a Friday night. That isn't the worst idea. <laughs> So not much on your list. Not much on my list. I feel like as I'm getting older, I don't want as much. I just want cake. Well, that's all right. That's easy. Yes. Lots of cake. And the excuse to eat cake at stupid times of day just because it's my birthday. I, I don't think you need an excuse to eat cake at any time of the day. <laughs> cake isn't one of those things you can eat whenever. It is. Mm. And Kendall Mint Cake... Oh, that Probably stuff is, cake, le- is lethal. Lethal. <laughs> lethal. Can't even say it? it. I was absolutely shattered doing the three peaks. I remember and we were coming we'd had an absolute horrendous time on Scarfell and we were coming trying to work our way back down and we'd actually found the way back down at this point. Had a piece of that and I could have ran down the rest of the way. <laughs> Well, back up again, presumably. Yeah, probably. We wish you a happy birthday on Monday. Thanks. And I'm sure the listeners do as well. I hope so. And happy birthday to Davros at some point next yes, week Yes, happy birthday, Davros. So, Lippy, is there a top tip? There is a top tip. Is it one from the Lippy brain? It is. My, well, kind of. My top tip this week is, if you feel like eating cake, eat cake. Very good. Thank you, because that's what I'll be doing from Monday, probably every morning for the next few weeks. <laughs> few weeks? That's impressive. Well, I'm planning on a lot of cake, you know. <laughs> I'm expecting cake from you guys. I'm expecting a cake from Chris. So that's quite a lot of cake. You don't expect to be going home with any cake, do you? Yes. Oh, okay. At least a bit. It'll be fruit cake. Um, no. So I have a food-based fact of the week. Oh, I like food. Well, you might not like this one. Yeah. So in 1974, the US government estimated it had left 150,000 tonnes of survival crackers in disused fallout shelters. And people continue to unearth and eat them to this very day. No way! <laughs> well, they should have, a, as you say, cake. A bit yeah. like cake. Monstrous shelf life. Mm. And, and um, if they're no survival crackers as well, they probably yes, made well, to last yes. a long time. Well, possibly. It depends on whether the crackers are the survival bit or it's your survival. That's hilarious. Can we go and try and find some? Oh, there might be some on eBay. We'll have a look. Oh, no. I want to go and find some. I know that... But... You're going to dig, are you? No, I'll watch. <laughs> you dig. I'll watch. It's so, it must be so good to have staff. <laughs> it's my birthday. You dig, I'll watch. (laughs) Okay. That's it for this podcast. Thank you so much for listening. You can help spread Lippy and Grumpy's view on life by leaving a review on your favourite podcast platform. If you're not sure how to leave a review, or if you download from Spotify, 
there's some help at lippyandgrumpy.uk slash review. And if you would like to get in touch, email podcast at lippyandgrumpy.uk. So it's goodbye from me. And goodbye from him. Goodbye. Goodbye.